special guest in the studio for the whole episode today. A very good friend of mine. Known him ever since day one of me starting comedy and sucking in little <laughs> rooms with three, four people in them. He's nodding his head in approval. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's blown up. He was on America's Got Talent Tuesday night, and it was probably one of the most memorable comedy performances they've had so far, according to even the judges. So ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Ryan Niemiller. Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah, and you did suck, Todd. Oh, you <laughs> sucked so bad. I think I was at like your third show ever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, no, you real were. early. Remember when that one guy used to haul us all over the country? I had no business getting paid to do comedy, no. but I think I it was Not. enjoyable in the car. <laughs> and it was you, a good you're, you're a good dude. And yeah, you're worth that. I think so. I think it was actually your car. Yeah, so that's yeah, why that's you were right. there. Also, so. my <laughs> car. <laughs> <laughs> so we went all over the. You're country. You were an Uber for the community. <laughs> I was definitely the only reason. I'm not I was driving there. to Nebraska by myself. You kidding me? <laughs> Just a horrible, horrible trip, and uh, I remember that because you hit like a pheasant or something, like <laughs> yeah, a giant destroyed bird. The front end of my car. Oh, yeah, God. you were like leaking fluid because of a giant oh, bird. I was what. ready to kill that one guy. It'd be hard to be funny, man, if you just got your car totaled by a fucking bird. I'd had it for like two days. That car, <laughs> take it to Nebraska, destroy it. I'm sure you could get another Firebird. To oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you remember it. Most people like their infant memory are hard to recall and when Todd first started it was just decades ago yeah that's my first thought is you've been doing comedy for so long and I feel like I have um kind of been mean to myself for not allowing me to see you do comedy because you're from Indianapolis and what I saw on TV was incredible you've been doing comedy a long ass time though yeah I've been doing about uh almost 13 years now overnight celebrity yeah it's insane that you can work so hard at something for so long and not really get much traction and then just an eight minute segment on television. Yeah. And I, oh, now people yeah. care what I have to say. Like I'm in, <laughs> I'm suddenly like I I guess I got funny from Monday <laughs> to Tuesday. Like Monday to Tuesday, finally. Like I got good. <laughs> That's just, it's weird. It's so funny to think about yeah. that. If anybody hasn't seen it and you got to go back and find it and look at it. Dude, I watched, so let me get this out of the way. I watched your set and it, it had the perfect build from start to end. I'm standing O. And by the time you talked to all four judges, I was literally sobbing. Like tears were running down my cheek. And Marty's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is Ryan. Like, we have been through some wars together. And I just know how hard you personally, I don't even put myself in the same category because I was a part timer, had a full time job, did it when I could or when I wanted to for 13 years, dude, up until. And it was funny. You were talking. They were like, "Oh, tell us about the good old days when you used to travel the country and do shows and have to sleep in your car." And you're like, "That was last week." <laughs> like, it's literally been that course, though. Right? Yeah, like literally on the drive out to do the filming, 
I slept in my car on the way. Like that was <laughs> fucking <laughs> awesome. Did. Yeah. Hey, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. That is incredible. incredible. Yeah, like I, I kind of have a reputation in this business for doing insanely long drives that I probably shouldn't be driving oh, and yeah. doing it. I have a, a Toyota Yaris. <laughs> I should, you should, I'm almost 300 pounds. You don't sleep in a Yaris <laughs> when you're 300 pounds. Like, like, like every time I wake up at like a truck stop or a Walmart, I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Like, what is that? Worth it, man. And then Tuesday comes. Yep, yes. and that's what it was for, like right there. Yeah, it's that's why I balled because I just could feel I think what you were feeling at that moment. Like, God, you, you had to think at some point you do it long enough. Like, well, nothing's ever going to happen, right? And you went through that just recently. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I I can tell you about three months before I found out I was getting to do AGT, I was looking at colleges to go back to. Yeah, just because like I would I'm, I'll always do comedy in some form forever. But sure. I was like, maybe after 13 years, they're just not going to put someone that looks like me uh-huh. on television. Like, I don't know what I'm I might be just spinning my wheels here. I should get this get a skill. <laughs> 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 I think I can account. This episode is brought to you by the people at 23andMe. Listen, it's almost Father's Day. It's right around the corner, and 23andMe's Health and Ancestry Kit is the perfect gift. For a limited time, get $50 off a 23andMe Health and Ancestry Kit through June 17th. If you buy a kit for yourself, too, you and your dad can connect and celebrate your shared genetic similarities and differences with over 125 personalized genetic reports on health, traits, and more, Diggs. That's not, that is nice, Todd. Listen, I love 23andMe because it gives you answers about why you are the way you are and how you came to be as a human being. True. Where are your people from? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why does your nose itch so much? Southern Italy. Any of these things. I always have so many questions. Give your dad a gift as unique as he is, one that's insightful and shows you care. Discover how genes can influence well-being and lifestyle choices with insights into genetic weight muscle composition, sleep quality, and more. Their trait reports will give you insight into how genetics can affect mosquito bite frequency. My dad is always the first guy to get bit by a mosquito. Sweet skin. I'm the same way. I'm out somewhere. You don't got to worry about getting bit. Sweet skin. Because they're going to bite me. This can help me understand why. Motion sickness, fear of heights, all that stuff. And the wellness reports can help make him informed decisions about his health. That's nice. That's very important. That is nice. Especially when you get up in age like my dad. Take care of your dad. This Father's Day, get $50 off 23andMe Health and Ancestry Kit at 23andMe.com slash Heartland. That's the number 23andMe.com slash Heartland. Again, that's 23andMe.com slash Heartland. Offer ends June 17th, so get it now. For full-time comedians, that's the dream, though, right? That somebody sees your set and then your life becomes a show or you get to write a sitcom that you're in or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah, like, that's like the whole reason of doing it, right? That's a comedy dream, right? Exa- yeah, for the most, yeah. Just being able to tell my story and, and you know, because obviously this is audio so people can't see, but in case you don't know but who I am, I have, it, a, uh, I have a physical disability in my arms that is not very palatable for television. I've, I've done auditions before where they told me I was too crippled to be crippled yeah. <laughs> on television. Oh, you know, like, essentially what they're saying. And it's like, what? <laughs> Can't be. Like, we want crippled, but not that. <laughs> we don't want gross. <laughs> we want, you know, we wanted like a limp or something. We wanted just, this is intense. I don't know what you're doing. Oh, think about the amount of asshole you have to have oh. to say that to somebody. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so, and just now to be able to, that that I didn't 
change my course. Like, because it's important for me to talk about yeah. this stuff. You know, they, uh, I don't know if this is the exact numbers, but something like one in five people have a disability. And entertainment, like anything media, it's like 2% oh, yeah, of makes the sense. actual, uh, of people that are on television or in right. media are actually people with disabilities. So representation is very important for me and for them, someone to finally take a chance. Yeah. No matter what happens to the rest of this, I will be forever grateful to America's Got Talent for being the ones that took the chance on me. And, awesome. and not that being a comedian isn't hard enough already when you have to road dog it or whatever, right? So it, but to complicate that was you have been funny enough to headline everywhere for a long time now. But you wouldn't get some you wouldn't get bookings at a lot of places because they were like saying you're a gimmicky act. Yeah, clearly right? I'm a novelty. Sight on sight sight unseen. They wouldn't let me showcase. They right. wouldn't like But yeah. like, yeah, you're, this they, isn't what we want. Yeah, they this look at your little video clip and they're like, oh no. Yeah, our crowd doesn't like yeah. that. And and not to like, you know, toot my own horn too much, but I'm really good at what I do. I'm pretty good at this now. Well, and another dilemma with that is like I guys, I have to address this. When I walk on stage, I'm different. People are, that's what people are going to, the very first thing they see is your disability. How are you not going to talk about yeah, it? And it's so weird to me that like disability is one of the few things that you're, that people get mad if you talk about it. But it's like, it's literally my life. Right. Hey, why 2019 for America's Got Talent? Because it's been around for a while. Why this year? Because um, this is the year they let me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> this is the year they said yes. Is um, Simon running that whole thing over there? Um, yeah, he's uh, he's kind of the creator of the show. Like, this is his concept. How and, about for booking and stuff like that? Oh, for booking, as far as I know, no. I I've not talked to Simon other than what you saw on television. Is the only time I've talked to Simon. Oh, really? So they they he might have something to do with it, but as, Todd, far, as far as I know, it's Todd told a story about how he had an America's Got Talent trial and it went terribly. He said, "Yeah, he uh, admitted." Oh, oh, yeah, as it. it should have. <laughs> <laughs> Todd sucked back then. He should not have been I there. Did. I should have no business being in that room. <laughs> how about your? How about Todd's like comedy friends? Like after he gets back and he's like a little disappointed in himself and them all just being like, "We should have told oh. you. You should not have." <laughs> well, well, and, and the reason I know he shouldn't have done it is because I did an audition for America's Got Talent about six years ago uh-huh. that I shouldn't have been at. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I had a very okay, similar. So you have tried out before. Yeah, I've had a very similar experience because you go in there, you know, you go in there real cocky. I think yeah. Todd and I talked about this before where. You, you get to this like certain point in comedy where you start to get pretty good, mm-hmm. but you think you're amazing. <laughs> so you walk in with this swagger. I didn't even barely prepare for the audition. Yeah. I was like, I'll just wing it. I can do a minute and a half of comedy. I'll be fine. Then you get in a giant room with two people who have just watched garbage all day. <laughs> <laughs> they, they hate you for existing. <laughs> and then you come in there with your stupid jokes that no one cares about that aren't good because you're four years into right. comedy or whatever. <laughs> And then they just go, okay, thank you. <laughs> How many times have you tried out? Uh, this year was the third year officially that I did it. Okay. But, yeah, so. Well, congratulations. Thank man. you. Thank you. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, again, you just don't know when they're going to say yes. Yeah. There's something about perseverance, was not each, to get too corny. But. Was each trial the, trial the same, like where Todd said it was an invite and then you got to go past the line? Was every single trial the same, or was the third time you were like just introduc- introduced later in the process? Oh, that's interesting. Um, for me, basically, once I did the first one, they sort of knew of me already. Uh-huh. 
So I was kind of I, I didn't still know ex- real extra special favors, right? No, yeah, yeah. but they just know of me. So, yeah. so basically, it's something that they get to they just look at you a little bit different. As more as like, okay, let's see how they've been, he's improved yeah, since yeah. last time. It doesn't necessarily mean that like, okay, well, if you if you get five punches on your car, <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you in because you keep coming back. You know? Did they say like get a little bit better and we'll bring you back another time? They or? don't say anything if they don't want you. The there, there's literally, I think this year it was like forty five or fifty thousand people that audition. In oh one way or another, God. so they don't have the time to tell you. <laughs> How's it you know? feel? How does it feel to steal the show though, with fifty thousand uh, people that were? Yeah, there? great it, question. I'm st- I haven't processed it fully yet. It's still so, in my opinion, surreal. And I get that I might be biased, but I thought you did steal the show. I thought you Crushed. were the biggest moment, absolutely, of the cr- show. The internet said it too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not like that's just like us. True, and I mean, the fucking yeah. it took over everything. Yeah, that's that's the that's the feeling I've gotten. It's, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't want to. It, it's weird to say like, oh yeah, I'm the, I'm so much better. <laughs> they were lucky to have me. <laughs> See how I did I save that show? That, that magician. <laughs> he's, actually, he's actually a very nice dude, by the way. <laughs> he, is, he is the best. But yeah, I mean, it's still surreal because, like, you know, like I was saying, it, until it aired, I didn't even know what they were showing. Oh, so, like, like yeah. what showed on television? That was the first time I saw it as oh. well. So I was, I was about to throw up. You know, because it's one of those weird things that, like. People were like asking me, like, "Why are you nervous? You were there. You know what happened, right?" <laughs> but like, yeah, but you don't understand. Like, you don't know what your life is about to become. Right. The second ten million people see you oh, at one time. That's a great point. <laughs> you know. So, how awkward was it to have to have the pre like little back and forth with the judges, and they're like, "Okay, well, now go do what you do," and you literally just walk over and start your act. Yeah, is that weird? <laughs> Like, um, <laughs> yeah, because comedians are kind of behind eight ball there. Like, if yeah. somebody's coming in there to juggle, like, I'm going to juggle something yeah. you've never seen before. Well, good luck. Uh, I'm going to talk funny. Uh, okay, start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I took it as an opportunity. Because um, a lot of the people, like, like, I don't think, especially if they do something like they're a juggler or whatever, mm-hmm. they focus so much on just doing that right. that a lot of times they forget that there's also a charisma portion to it. Show. You got to be able to like set up the show. And comics I think have an advantage with that. You know, getting to do the interview with Terry Crews right before I go out there. That's a chance for me to get a joke or two in. Yep. Mm-hmm. When I go out on stage and instead of waiting until I have to actually do my act, I can get a joke or two in when I'm answering questions from the judges. Like that uh that uh, I'm very handsome line. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I I won the crowd with that. I didn't even start my act yet, but know, knowing I had that opportunity like it's you get like a minute and a half, two minutes. Uh-huh. But you get like six minutes if you use oh, your interview time. To, okay. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. so that's all part of it. And by the way, if you don't have anything, just go ahead. We'll just do the interview for real here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I, I assume you're going to have to write a bunch of stuff, right? I mean, it's, or are you going to be, you have stuff compiled from the last I, 13 years? I've been doing this for so long. I have hours of material. How are you always clean? No. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't want to break any hearts. That's a weird thing about this because people see you be clean on this show. Uh-huh. I can work clean. I don't mind working clean, but you know, I'm a, I'm a grown up. I sometimes say <laughs> I, I sometimes say dirty words. Uh, 
but but also like I'm smart enough to know that the show is on NBC. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to pitch the dirtiest stuff I have and then get <laughs> right. mad that they won't let me say it. Well, like, I think it's pretty. People, <laughs> it, it is. It, it's weird how you have to play that game because people do get scared. But it's like Pat. Like he's had so many opportunities, and every time, like he, he knows it's mainstream TV and not a podcast. Yeah, yeah. But he's famous for the podcast and the NFL. But you know yeah. that's what they know of him on a microphone, and it's like. Dude, I yes, I'm an adult. I know. That's I can't like say this. Green told me, like I know the line. Greenberg told me, yeah. I know the line I get to, which I took it as a compliment at the time. But then as I kept thinking about, it, I was like, behind the scenes, they're probably having a real conversation. Like, yeah. McAfee <laughs> didn't cross that fucking line. Like, we're <laughs> but but for you, honestly, as the show goes on, I'm an AGT fan. I've I've watched it for a long time. The live shows, and then as like things, are you going to get topical with your jokes, like things that have happened in the last week, or are you going to rely on like incredibly smart? Fucking great jokes. Um, I'm my in theory. My plan is just to rely on what got me to the dance to start with. Yeah, but it's a lot of biographical it, stuff. Yeah, life story stuff. Exactly. Yeah, stuff that can't people can't steal. No one <laughs> else. <can laughs> or nobody else could write for you either. Exactly. That's true. That's true. Um, but you know, I, I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna figure out what's gonna help me win. Like I'm awesome, I'm there yeah. to win. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I want Fuck to yeah. win this. And you have the skill to do yeah. it. I, I, I oh, would yeah. love a million dollars. I'm an old, <laughs> I'm, an old I'm an old trailer park kid. <laughs> you know, I literally I grew up in a trailer. Uh -huh. There were six of us in a single wide trailer. I didn't have a bed till I was 18. I want to win this. I want a million dollars. No, it really throw him for a loop Hell if you yeah. came out there and just started juggling. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to get some of the magicians to teach me how to do sleight of hand. Oh, I think so that good. would be if yeah. I could figure that out. Hey. Oh. Magic. Listen, I know three tricks. Okay. Sorry, illusions. Illusions. <laughs> and anytime I do them while I'm telling stories to people, it gets a great pop. I mean, they're the most basic magic tricks. It's so easy to make comedic. I, if you fucking do a magic trick up there while telling a joke, I will cry. <laughs> <laughs> I will be punching a golden buzzer in my house. Like, fucking rain the confetti down yeah. on him, son. Well, I'll tell you, from doing the show, I love magic now. Yeah. <laughs> it's something I never really thought of all that oh, much. I love it. But like getting to like awesome. hang out with the magicians when I'm there, I'm like, because I think a lot of people have the misconception about magicians because they think of like the dude in a cape yep. yeah like right. a tie i'm gonna <laughs> but, like nobody does magic like that anymore right, like right. it's like they're like really cool dudes uh -huh. like the guy who won uh, last year shin Lim. he's yep. a charismatic handsome yeah <laughs> handsome a lot of them are funny who, yeah, yeah exactly and talented. I think yeah. the, the thing about it is everybody seems to be really fucking good. Yeah. Like we have John Doran Boss. Oh, yeah. Who's America's Got Talent fame now. He's with Ellen all the time. Just had a baby. Congratulations to him. He's a friend of mine, though, and he, he's he been on the show, and he'll do uh, magic. It wasn't until I watched him do it right in front of me where I was like, oh, I have so much respect for this shit. <laughs> yeah, he is good. He is fantastic. In kind of researching the show, I watched a lot of his because he's a charismatic guy, too. Right. Yep. Like that, yeah. And again, that's like me talking about before. Like That's how you also win... It's not just being good at magic. He's also a good guy that people like. Right. <laughs> yeah, know, that's like a big part, part of it. He's great. Yeah. Speaking of great guys, uh, Terry Crews was, was a guest on Pat's show, and he was we had a good time with him. Just Peck, the um, Peck thing, man. Do you, <laughs> did you have a good experience with him? 
Absolutely. Oh, he, did fle- oh. he did flex his pecs at me, which is <laughs> one of the highlights. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Terry Crews is the best. He's so good at he what he does He seems like there. the best selection that they've had so he far for that spot. He seems happy all the time. Yeah. yeah. The happiest fucking... I think they had Khloe Kardashian one year. Oh, boy. Or is that oh. X Factor? I, I don't know. I don't remember. But well, they... it was Tyra Banks last year. Yeah, Nick the Cannon. And Nick Cannon before yeah. that. Yeah. But Terry just seems to legitimately be rooting for everybody. Oh, and he wants is. to go talk to him. He just enjoys the whole show. Yeah, yeah. My, my favorite thing with Terry, like he was so easy to work with. Every time I got to do an interview with him, my goal was to throw him off his game. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the thing that I was most wanting to do because because it was just fun for me. Right? Because <laughs> he's such a good and he just rolls with it. Like he he's the sweetest guy. Like anything that you would think about Terry Crews, he seems like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. It's because he is a nice guy. <laughs> Listen, when you need red wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., Zito, and ibuprofen at 10 a.m., Postmate it. Postmate it. There's no better way to get what you need at those hours. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service you need all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, groceries, and convenience stores and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. Mm -hmm. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. That's all of them. Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. That's the best. No more trips to the store. I hate going to the store. I hate it. People are creepy. I don't want to go out in public and hang out with those people. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. Listen, for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners... $100, $100, Diggs. $100? $100 of free delivery That's a credit. A lot of dollars. For your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code Heartland. That's code Heartland for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with code Heartland. Are you allowed to practice at all now, or are you not allowed to do any? Like, are you allowed to go to a comedy club and work anything? Oh, absolutely. I'm allowed to make a living. Yeah, okay. I, I'm at Helium in Indianapolis this weekend. Let's I'm go. Working oh, with, yeah. 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 Plug. Let's yeah, go. Totally it is a good plug. Yeah, so it is It is one of those uh, things. Uh, they obviously I, – I can't do anything – that's like recorded. So I couldn't film a Netflix special or I couldn't gotcha. record an album or anything like that. But as far as just working clubs and making money, absolutely. I got bills to pay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is my job. So what's the time frame between you recording shows? Between the, your last show that you recorded and the next one, as far as AGT? As far as AGT, um, I would have to look at the contract, but it, it's, it's a few months after the show airs because they can... Uh, oh, no, no. I mean, when... So, uh, the show that uh, aired on Tuesday. Oh, oh my, you go to the live show. Oh, my next appearance. Yeah, so, yeah. So um, I go to the Judge Cuts next, which is the round right before the live shows. Oh, okay. Um, that will air sometime in July. Uh, I have not been told the exact date yet on that. That's but, just performing in front of the four judges, right? Oh, well, there is an audience there, but but it's but it's, yeah, it's a smaller audience. It's um kind of like on a like a t- it's a basically a soundstage TV set. Mm-hmm. It's a little more intimate, which was nice. Um, because 4,000 people is a large crowd <laughs> to tell jokes in front of. That was a little little scary. Pat started his first show was 4,000 people. Yeah. Scared shitless, man. No, it's so, like, like, you can, like, your brain can't even fathom that many people there. Well, and then like, the roar, too. Oh, yeah. It's, it's different, because, I, I mean, I've been doing shows where if eight people show up, I'm pumped. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They're here on purpose. Awesome. <laughs> They're going to love it. And then seeing 4,000 people, like, 
Like, I got pretty comfortable pretty quick because my brain just went, it's just such a mass uh-huh. of humanity. <laughs> I, I tried to find where my mom was, and that was it. Like, I knew kind of where she was sitting. I found my mom, and I was like, okay, that's all I yeah. need. Like, my mom's there. And there's an art to the, uh, you got to let the laugh wave go through before yep. you go to your yeah, next, yeah. before you open yeah. your mouth again. Yeah, and, and, weird, and, and you're under such a pressure, too, because with that show, you get a minute and a half, two minutes. So in your head, you're like, you almost would be like, stop laughing. I, gotta, I don't have time for this. <laughs> quick, quick clapping for me. Uh, not going to be able to hit the end of this. Exactly. You guys don't shut up. Yeah, you gotta, are you getting lighted in the back? Is that, what are they doing? No, but, but it's you, kinda like a, but you, they're very meticulous with, you have to get what you're going to do approved ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Again, they want to make sure you're not going to curse or do right. anything. I was Ridiculous. supposed to. I was supposed to speak for thirty minutes last week at this event. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody fucking gave me a light, man. I was up there for an hour. <laughs> and now they hate you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'll ever be above the ground. I actually got a text from the lady saying, "Is is Pat almost done? It's getting pretty late." <laughs> it was an hour. I'll never get invited back. I almost pissed my pants up there. Uh, that, I'm sure, that, the people a, enjoyed it though. That's a it's always I the have. people that set the event up. That everybody yeah. else is like, wait, we're having a good time. Yeah, we had a good time. yeah that's a, good. That, I have that problem. That's my one probably bad comedy habit is because I have so much fun on stage. It's my favorite thing in the world to do is perform that I will time travel. I'll people will be like, okay, you got 30 minutes. And if I'm not really careful, I will do an hour because I'm having such a good time. It's like the one thing that I accidentally mess up all the time. I run my light and I don't do it to be disrespectful. I just love it so much Uh (laughs) that I don't want to, don't want to leave. I I think I was at 30 minutes and I was like, man, there's no end in sight right now. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a lot to tell you. (laughs) You need to hear this. I'm trying. I just, I I have an ending. I just, I don't know how I get there any quicker. I I am lost in the woods right now. (laughs) Did you, do you recognize like how big the moment is? Like when you get out there in front of all those people or is it like it, can that be almost like crippling and you have to just like push through hey, it and that, do it? That's my word. That's my <laughs> word. You don't, you don't get to say, right in front of me? <laughs> really? Nice. You want, you're going to park in my spot too? Are you going to do that? You, come on. Unbelievable. Disrespectful. You invited me here for this time? <laughs> this is what you did? Wow, Christ. Speaking of hecklers, how do you handle them? How do you handle hecklers? Oh, just know that they're hate crime in me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but uh, uh, for me, the the moment was a lot bigger during the day. Before I, when I got on stage, that's like like show me kind of kicked in, right? Um, I that's where I feel the most comfortable. Um, I understood it was a big moment, but for me, it's also it's a show. You know, yeah. I, I've done this thousands of times. For I've sure. been on stage thousands of times. So for me, it's like I just got to go up there and do what I do. Obviously, the stake, I knew the stakes were bigger. I knew there was a lot of people in the room. It was more like right I got, after I got off stage, after it went so well, uh-huh. like that's when I almost broke down. Mm-hmm. Like on stage, oh, I was yeah. cool. I was like, I was okay. very emotional. I'm I was glad fine. you brought that up. But the second I got off stage, <laughs> it was almost like, oh, whoa, yeah. whoa. <laughs> that, that just happened, didn't it? I, I started getting me when I was hearing what the judges were saying because there were some significant things being said. Yes. But then when you hit just getting leaving the, the curtain, going out of, off the stage and your mom's right there. Yeah, I fucking lost it. Well, and it, <laughs> like, it did look uh, on like the broadcast that you were starting to get overcome with some emotion too, like you know yeah. towards the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dude, it, when it, you saw your mom, what'd you think? Oh, like that—that that was uh, like, not, like not to. I know it's not like the manliest thing in the world uh-huh. <laughs> to talk about, no, but who cares? No, it is. It but, actually yeah. is, by the yeah. way. But but for me, it's it's one of those things that like 
with how hard I've worked and, and doing all this stuff, this is hard on my mom too. You know, yeah. like, like my mom, like, like I said, we were poor. We grew up mm-hmm. in a trailer. She had a child that she, maybe it was her fault in, in her head that she, that has a disability, uh-huh. like all these things that she's had to grow up with my disability too. Right. And, and, you know, she gets more nervous than anybody that I'm sleeping in my car and doing these 20 hour drives right. to, to get the gigs. And so to be able to kind of share that moment with her, like, I think it was officially for her that she's like, okay, this is okay. This is yeah. what it was all for. And, and, uh, my mom is, is really eating this up. She is, uh, becoming a diva. <laughs> <laughs> Very much. Like, like I got recognized at Cracker Barrel today. <laughs> and I was having a, I was having lunch with my mom and she was like, I was on TV too. <laughs> like he was mad that they didn't know her. <laughs> Did you like, play the peg game? You like Cracker Barrel? Oh, you always play the peg game. Have you ever won? No. Has <laughs> anybody? I don't, I, I don't I, think it so. might be impossible. It I, might be, uh, uh, what's the thing from, uh, from Star Trek? The, uh. Whatever the, the the puzzle thing that they do, that's like it's supposed to be an unwinnable circumstance to see how you. Yeah. Oh, the Rubik's cube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, I, I can, there's a term for it that that yeah, uh, that Star Trek nerds are going to be very sure, yeah, basically it's to see how you handle an unsolvable. Are, yeah. are you a Cracker Barrel guy? Um, ish. We went through a list of yeah. the brunch places, breakfast places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cracker Barrel got a pretty poor rating from the room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bob it, Evans fun. is is uh, I think my my breakfast place of yeah. choice. I think. Well, one good thing about Cracker Barrel, and I don't know, some people might not consider this a good thing. It's very predictable. <laughs> every, every, every Cracker Barrel across the country is the literal exact same place. <laughs> there might be a vortex that you go through. It's probably just one restaurant <laughs> that they somehow bent time and space. <laughs> but like you know exactly what you're getting yeah. when you go to a Cracker Barrel. True. Some places you're like, this could be anything. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what's That's happening. True. Oh, Very true. Funny. I tried to buy something off the walls at, uh, at Cracker Barrel once. Shot down immediately and then got the whole dissertation that they have a whole crew that works the nation to go to flea markets and garage sales and all this stuff to buy that old stuff that they put on the wall. No, that's really? all pre that's made for that. Promise you. I had the same conversation. Zito's not buying it. Zito knows. <laughs> Promise you. Zito knows. Zito knows. The Star Trek thing was Kabayashi Maru. Oh, yes. That's what go. I was trying to think of. Wait a guys. There it is. Maru. There it is. Maru. He can say that, but he can't say fucking. Yeah. Hey, he grew Abdomen. up. He grew up. Literally, his uh, his parents are from Cuba. They moved to Chicago. He grew up in a Spanish-speaking house. Okay, okay. only Spanish-speaking in the house. He can understand it. He he can never talk back to him. He can only speak English. That is a true. I was hypnotized. Yeah. Though. He we was hypnotized <laughs> to forget the language. To forget Spanish because he was mixing English and Spanish so bad that nobody could understand him. The English-speaking people and the yeah. Spanish-speaking true story, people. Apparently, so, so they hypnotized him so he can't speak Spanish, yeah. but he can still translate it. Can that, I get on AGT? Was that was that? My <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think the wizard who did that to you could be. <laughs> <laughs> you actually lost a talent. <laughs> I don't know. You can't even. I don't know what's happened. I'm a one. One way bilingual guys. Did you say bilingual? He's a one way bilingual. One way. Bilingual. Yeah, you're like 1.5. So I have a question. You've had the disability since birth, but have you always had the sense of humor about it? Yes. Or is it um, something more you had to learn as you went along? Um, as long as I can remember, like I never got made fun of growing up. 
because I was so much better at it <laughs> than anyone else was. Like, That's awesome. Like, if, if anyone ever wants to not get bullied, like, my, my suggestion would always be, like, just be a better bully to yourself. <laughs> because, like, I was so ruthless and so good at it to myself. People just went, all right, he's cool. Never mind. <laughs> this isn't worth it. Not going to be able to outdo that. So, yeah. Well, Eminem did it eight mile. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah, like, true. yeah. And, and so... So I never had a problem with it, and it it also helped me not be a bully too, because I knew people would try to do it. Mm-hmm. So like I kind of took pride in not ever making fun of anyone else, because growing up is hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like sure. it's it's hard if you're a popular kid growing up, let alone <laughs> if you got something else going. So so for me, like I, I sort of learned early that this isn't going away. You know, I'm not going to wake up and have arms. That's just not how it yeah. works. No, matter how, many, no matter how many prayer circles have tried that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so I just kind of learned, like, I can, I can be sad about it or I can make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can have a career. Have you become a role model for other people with disabilities? Um, not on purpose, but I'm happy to do it. Um, a lot of the messages that I've got from people has been, you know, thank you for being the one of us that got on television, you know, like it gives, you know, I, or, you know, I have a son that has something like mm-hmm. you and, you know, yeah, thanks for doing that. that like, it's going to feel good. It, it, it does. You know, it, it, I'm not going to lie and say that's why I got into this. I got into this because I like it. Right. And, and I'm an egomaniac and, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and people enjoying you is fun, but it, it's a nice benefit because it is important to me. Like, when, you know, what I said on, on the show was true. There was no outside of Jim Abbott, Mm-hmm. Which I wasn't going to be a baseball player, but there was no one <laughs> that had anything like me that they let be on television. And if they did, it was always some really like glurgy, like like look at this poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you feel better that you're not him? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, like like that's what a lot of um, it's called. Like there's a real term for it. It's called inspiration porn, um, uh, and, yeah. and it's real bad with like memes and stuff. That. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that you're, that's a different kind of porn. That's, that's fetish porn. <laughs> and now I know what you're into. Um, um, but but like you, everyone's seen like those memes. They'll show like some kid who doesn't have legs like running, uh-huh. and then it's like, what's your excuse? Well, you're fat and lazy. That's what it is. Like a kid just likes to run. Like they're not doing it to make able-bodied people feel better. Right. You know, like just just go run, fatty. Like I don't know what to tell you. That two percent stat you said earlier was alarming. Yeah, only two yeah. percent of people on TV have any physical disabilities. That yeah. is that is alarming. Yeah, yeah, and and there's stuff, and I I don't fault people who do it, but things like um, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was what Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart. Oh, the one came you upside. Upside. Oh, yeah. the upside. Yeah, where Brian Cranston's great. He's one of my favorite actors, but there's good actors who actually are paraplegics. You know, right. like mm-hmm. like I, I have that, I have way. great friends who are amputee like actors and actresses who are Uh amazing but they'll cgi or special effect you know the rock in skyscraper like doesn't have a leg like okay there's people that don't actually have legs yeah (laughs) (laughs) let them do it they're awesome athletes (laughs) exactly like jacob sully and avatar Mm -hmm. same thing yeah Uh, the stuff and and i get and i don't fault the people for taking those roles because Entertainment's a hard business, and people yeah. got to work. And I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not going to turn down something where I can, you know, sure. secure my future. But Francis uh-huh. has got enough money. It, it, yeah, it, it, it's, more, it's more. It's no, more. Well, maybe he. Can <laughs> yeah, The Rock's doing okay. I don't think he's. 
If I don't get that role, I'm screwed. <laughs> How am I going to get my 40,000-pound gym to Africa for the next role? I can't I do, afford that anymore. I would assume, though, that The Rock and some of them are, are trying to put uh, – it's them feeling like they're trying to help out yeah. the, those who are physically disabled. But from the completely other side of it, it's like – when I was watching that movie, I actually thought, like, this is interesting because he definitely can walk. So it's like a, while you're watching it, now that we're a much more woke society, it's yeah. like it's almost hard to get sold on the whole thing because I mean I've literally seen that guy like run into a pool I think in Breaking Bad a couple of times oh, yeah. and do a lot of crazy yeah. insane shit so it is interesting to think about that uh, that 2% stat I think is going to stick with me for the rest of my life because you don't really see it so that also means you can't normalize it right yeah, so yeah it, that's it, why it's tough yeah you know? like I have no empathy for him because I know he's really okay he really can get <laughs> yeah. up and walk and, and, and yeah it, it's 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 frustrating too because like the message of that movie is good. Yeah, you know it, it's not like they make him like a like a doof. Sure. <laughs> like look at look at how these cripples are. They're they're so zany and goofy. <laughs> you know, it's not like that. But at the same time, it's like knowing having a disability and knowing how hard it is for me to get work and entertainment yeah. and how hard it's been. It also makes you a little mad. Yeah, because I'm like, they're just gonna get a normal dude to look like me. When I look like me. For sure. <laughs> it yeah. reminds me of the old like Lewis Black joke from like years ago where he talked about writing a pilot, or they wrote a pilot based on him, and they didn't cast him as <laughs> himself. <laughs> like, unbeknownst to me, there was a better me. <laughs> you got a wedding or some other formal event coming up? Make sure you're dressed to impress. Don't walk in there looking all sloppy and poor, wearing a suit you bought off the rack. Don't get do a, it. Don't do it. Get a suit that's custom, tailored to fit your body from Indochino. Oh. Indochino is the world's most exciting made-to-measure menswear company. They make suits and shirts to your exact measurements for an unparalleled fit and comfort. They have a wide selection of high-quality fabrics and colors to choose from, not to mention the option to personalize the details, including your lapel, your lining, the pockets, the buttons, and writing your own Monogram. So many options, you know. Just personalize everything. It's your suit. It's custom. It's not off the rack. Do it the way you want it. You can visit a stylist at their showroom. They have over 40 showrooms in North America. And have them take your measurements personally or measure at home yourself and shop online at Indochino.com. Choose your fabric inside and out. Choose your design customizations. Submit your measurements with your choices. Then relax while your suit gets professionally tailored and mailed to you in just a couple of weeks. This week, our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit. That's any premium Indochino suit for just $359 at Indochino.com when entering Heartland at checkout. That is 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit, plus shipping is free. I mean, if you think that you're going to go anywhere else and get a custom suit... Where you get to make all of the decisions. All it's your custom suit. No way. Anyway. For less than that. You're out of your mind. Any suit you get off a rack is gonna be more than that. Mm-hmm. Something to think about. Preach. That's Indochino.com. I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Promo code Heartland for any premium suit for just $359. And oh, free shipping. What? Mm. Incredible deal for a premium made to measure suit. Once you go custom, you don't go back. Have you had comedy clubs reach out um, since you've been on AGT that wouldn't put you on stage before? 
Oh. Uh, back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. Hoes all over. Um, not so much. Um, and not so much that they didn't want me. So far, I've only been talking with clubs that I've already worked before. It, yeah. uh, I will say, uh, and this just makes sense from a business standpoint. They are responding to my emails a lot faster <laughs> <laughs> than they used to, which is a very nice feeling. And you'll, you will be headlining rooms. You were featuring. Yep. Right. That I that I was lucky to feature. Yeah. <laughs> that that they were doing me a favor. And now you, <laughs> to let me feature. And as a former comedy club owner, there is a business to, like, that person needs to sell tickets for the whole thing to make oh, sense. Oh, absolutely. If I don't put asses in seats. Yeah. You know, that, that's why I always get so mad at comics that get really smug about, like, well, I can't believe Stormy Daniels is getting to do comedy. I can't believe these wrestlers. Or I can't believe yeah. Screech. Right. Well, then put more asses in seats than they do. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 don't get mad at Funny. them for making money. Be Make yourself more marketable than them so that you get those chances. <laughs> like, no one, no one... You don't deserve anything. Right. You know, like work for it. Regardless of how this shakes out for you on AGT, there's that old adage that was always beaten. It's beaten to every comedian's head. I think when a, a vet comes to you when you're early on, like, don't be in a hurry to be a shitty headliner. Don't be in a hurry. Like, you, then they used to say, don't go on late night TV until you're already too good to have not been invited to do late night TV, right? Do you feel just really fortunate now, even though six years ago, you felt like you should have been on AGT. Are you so happy now that it happened when you were already like too good? Yes. Um, I got really lucky that early on when I started, uh, Brad Williams, uh -huh. um, he got a hold of me basically. And he essentially told me that. He's like, when you think you're ready for something, wait at least two years. Yeah. And then you actually might be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I would rather, and, and I preach that to any any newer comic that wants advice, like be so overprepared that when you get it, you can just go right into it, you know, because like because like if I would have got it six years ago, I would have cracked. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't have handled the pressure. Um, I wouldn't have been, you know, if it did go well on the show somehow, I wouldn't have known how to be a club headliner. Right. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. like now doing live shows is much different than doing two minutes on television. Right. Yeah. You have to carry a whole show. And but like at this point now, because I have been a headliner. I've been headlining one-nighters and small right. clubs for years. Now if this blows up, yep, right into it. There'll be no more yep. disappointment. Because early on in these types of shows, there were some comedians that were winning or doing very well who didn't have enough time to their name to be a headliner. So they were hitting the clubs, and then they were just bombing their yeah. asses off. That, 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 that's, a, that's an L.A. problem in general. Yeah. Because a lot of L.A. comics, even if they're hilarious, a lot of them might only have 15 minutes because right. you don't get to do – an hour in right. LA. So when they get oh. TV and something really hits hard, now like all now a club in Iowa wants to headline them. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> 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 I, Iowa doesn't care about LA problems and I only have 15 minutes of those." Right. <laughs> so. Is that why New York comics do like eight shows a week because they're only getting like 10 minutes at each yeah. spot so they have to go to each place yep. to work out each 10 minutes? Yep. That, that's part of why I moved. I started in Los Angeles. That's where I started comedy and I moved back to the Midwest and part of that was so I could do longer sets. You know, I can people will let you just on a flyer, whether you're ready or not, they'll let you do 45 here. Right. You you might eat the biggest one you've ever eaten, <laughs> but they'll let you do it. And L.A., you just aren't getting that. It's yeah. just not going to happen. So Did you start out in open mics in L.A.? Yes. You're um, waiting in line at the Laugh Factory, waiting to play for Jamie um, Musada. I, I would travel. I, I didn't wait. I didn't do the club waiting. Um, I probably should have hung out more early at the clubs, but for me, it wasn't worth 
the time investment to sit around for eight hours right. to maybe get to perform for two minutes. Mm-hmm. I'd rather do a Brazilian restaurant that's guaranteed <laughs> to let me talk for seven minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I was I would rather work on that <laughs> to make sure I was getting the stage time instead of my face just being present and then not getting to go up. What um, was the most awkward place you've done comedy in? Um, I've done uh, comedy at a. A Mexican clothing restaurant <laughs> <laughs> where they sold both Mexican clothing and served Mexican food. Oh, Morty's. <laughs> <laughs> very, very similar. Very similar. <laughs> um, you know, I've done so much that um, doing shows on the street is always weird. Those are awkward where you're just you're basically just attacking people with your bad jokes. <laughs> They're like, man, I'm just trying to get to Starbucks. Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> Why are you so mad at me? Um, I, I've done a lot of weird colleges because co- college gigs are I, I like them and they're really fun and they're good money. But a lot of times they're like, OK, you're going to be forming at noon. <laughs> Uh, you're going to be in the cafeteria. <laughs> We're not telling anyone this is happening. <laughs> and it's finals week, so they're all very, very stressed. <laughs> Make them laugh. Yeah, have fun. Here's your check. <laughs> you know, so so a lot of that. And, and just even some dive bars. I, I've done so many moose lodges and, uh, <laughs> and American legions. And... and I, I've definitely earned where I'm at now. I can say yeah. <laughs> definitively the amount of... Uh, uh, you know, dive bars in small town Kentucky that I've had racial things yelled at me, which doesn't make sense because I'm white. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so I, I've done a lot of those. Um, I'm ready. I'm excited that I can do those by choice now. Yeah, well, <laughs> instead sure. of uh, instead of necessary. You, when you were growing up, like you played football and stuff, yep. right? You were a big sports guy. Uh, yep. What you do you think? Like, and probably your favorite thing is. The WWE and professional. Yes, wrestling. absolutely. Your favorite thing in the world. Yep. Would you, uh, if you weren't born with the uh, uh, birth defect, would you possibly think you could be doing that? I tried to do that with the birth defect. Yeah? That was the the reason I got into theater and things like that uh-huh. was to help me be a wrestler. That yeah. was the point. Right. Um, I trained to be a wrestler for like three months and my back couldn't take it. It wasn't the arms. It's my back is garbage. Okay. <laughs> and, All right. And uh, for anyone who uh, complains that wrestling's fake... Scripted is the word you want. Those are two very different things. Yeah, we've been very, I, for one, have been very educated about that world, and it is no joke. Because I played, quote unquote, real sports my whole life. Uh I, that three months of wrestling training, I was the most pain I've ever been in. Yeah. And, and yeah, oh, yeah, it's the, it's the fake stuff. Yeah, all right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you say, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) I, I always assumed. That the WWE ring was just a softer ring than everything else that I've been in because it's been cheaper rings everywhere. And then as I continue just to learn more and more about the business, I'm like, no, no, they're they're really just falling right, right there on two by four, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Just two by four, a little thin, maybe mat over some plywood, basically. The thinnest memory foam you've ever yeah, seen in your life. It's rough. And and through doing comedy, I've got to be friends with a lot of wrestlers, and I have the most respect in the world for them Hell because yeah. it's not any Wrestling and comedy is actually very similar with how the lifestyle is, too. I think that's why I enjoy meeting all these wrestlers. I do. Yeah. I think there's a big comparison. Because, I mean, my friends that are wrestlers have all done the same. You know, you drive 10 hours in a car with six dudes to maybe make $10 right. <laughs> to yeah. do a show where 12 
drunk rednecks showed up <laughs> and hate you. <laughs> you know? and, and so when you finally get that break, it's the same kind of thing. You put in those miles and you you do the grind, and it's why I've always loved it. It's just been it's it's fun. It's it's goofy fun. And it's I a love talent it. show, just like AGT. It's it's a it's a it's it's literally so many different things. There's comedy. There's drama. There's romance. There's action. It's everything. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's sports. Yeah, you know, if, yeah, you just, if you just like competitive things, yeah. like it's got the aura of that. It's I I always get mad if people do, like. If you like wrestling, people that don't like wrestling are so aggressive about oh, it. Oh, <laughs> yes. Like, like, if you say you don't like anything else, like, I don't care for baseball. People are like, all right, well, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you're like, well, I do like wrestling. Here's why you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cancel. <laughs> I'm going to call into work today <laughs> to make sure you know what an idiot you are. <laughs> Have you ever met or are you familiar with, I think his name is Dustin Thomas. He's the bilateral amputees in AEW. I haven't met him, but I know, I know of him. Yeah. yeah, so he's a professional wrestler and he has no legs, and it, he's basically just it's his torso and his upper body. He does some like, amazing stuff in the ring. Yeah, he's fantastic. The clips I've seen, uh, I have I have a few buddies that are with AEW, so I'm hoping I get to meet him um, through there, just because I like hanging out with wrestlers. That's fun for me. But yeah, <laughs> who's your who's your favorite uh, all time? Is Chris Jericho? Okay, yeah, really? Yeah, Chris Jericho. I, I was there. Um, I got sold. I didn't plan it, but I was there live at his WWE debut with the countdown clock. Oh yeah, and it's still. Outside of what happened Tuesday with AGT, <laughs> uh, it's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life and been a part of. Like I still, anytime I watch that clip, I still get chills. Like I was there; it was amazing. Oh, that's and, and I and from there, I was like, "Yep, yep." And and he's he's funny and charismatic. And, and he's are you good going on his cruise? Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to. I, I would. You could uh, probably perform on that cruise. I was gonna say I, I'm good friends with Brad Williams, so and I know he does the. He's the comic on the cruise. Brad, so, hook him up. So, Brad, if you can maybe put in a little. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to do it. <laughs> I also don't like water that much. Me neither. Not a strong swimmer, in case you're <laughs> curious. Like, How was your football career when you uh, played? I, I was an okay high school football player. I, I did it because it was fun hanging out with my friends, and yeah. I love football. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I had any aspirations. I, I'm not... I'm not a super athlete. I know, but my skill is telling jokes about my wiener to strangers. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's where my wheelhouse is. But but I, I loved it. It was fun. It's I, I think youth sports is important just for yeah camaraderie. Like yep. it, it lets awkward kids be a part of something. Like there's there's things for it, and it let me feel like everybody else, which uh-huh. was nice. I didn't get any special treatment. I got the hell beat out of me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, playing. I mean, there's no. If you it. couldn't block that guy you couldn't block that guy exactly. there's no excuses on yeah the they're field, not right? gonna yeah I, I did have a tactic though which helped me um i used my brain a lot because i was never going to overpower anybody i was an offensive lineman the what i would do the first play that i was out there every game i would reach my hand out and shake the guy's hand <laughs> <laughs> be like hey good luck out there today <laughs> and then he would never want to hit me the entire time <laughs> now that he's touched it <laughs> So I looked a lot better than I actually was skill wise. It was my favorite thing in the world to do. <laughs> hey man, good luck today. <laughs> if you want, <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna catch it. It's fine. <laughs> That's only if I sneeze in your mouth. That's the only way that. Can happen. If you win one million dollars on America's Got Talent, what's the very first thing you do with that money? You pay taxes first. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to pay the two hundred fifty thousand dollars of taxes or whatever it is. Um, 
the the real life boring answer is I'm paying off my student loan and just having that done. Uh-huh. Um, the the real fun answer is uh, I'm gonna go on a video game buying spree. Yeah, uh, that's how ga- you treat yourself. Oh, video games is my favorite. I'm a collector. Uh-huh. That's what I do on the road. Um, when you're in these weird towns where you don't know, like I don't know anyone in Tulsa, right? Yeah. Like, Who do I know in Tulsa? <laughs> so when I go to these towns, I'll look for like small mom pa game shops and and buy games for my collection. I have like two thousand games at this point. That's just it's what I it's what I have. Fun. Are you so a great you gamer? Uh, I'm I'm better than I should be. What uh what what <laughs> games are your favorite? Uh, I like like a lot of uh, retro old school stuff. Uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past is my favorite game of all time. Uh, anything Zelda, I'll do. What but about? but I collect everything. I have like twenty five consoles. I yeah. I, I don't mess around. I <laughs> what about Mario Kart? Uh, I love Mario Kart. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not very good at it, but I love it. Oh, okay, <laughs> you're gonna start doing the Twitch stuff. Yeah, man, get yeah. into gaming. Uh, I've done a little bit of it. the The only problem is I need to buy a rig that I can take on the road uh, because yeah, I mean, I, I'm in my car all the time. We got one. We got one. You need oh. to talk to Z. No, we literally got one for you. Sweet. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, what well, you should do uh, after, after, after you win a million dollars. <laughs> Is pay exhibit and hire him to pit my ride your Yaris, Ooh. and then oh. he'll put a video game console in your Yaris Just in and your bumper. I put an IMAX in your trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it while you're driving. <laughs> you're like what? <laughs> the rearview mirror is set up perfectly <laughs> for you to watch anything in 3D. <laughs> We've replaced your windshield with a picture of Mario. <laughs> you like sleeping in your car? The back seat's a waterbed. <laughs> that show is the best. Those cars, they never uh, no, work. No. Yeah, you can't do anything with them. No, they up. fall apart in like two yeah. weeks, right? First time they hit a bump. <laughs> I, I had a buddy, he was a, a comic that I had started with who was on that show and got his car pimped. Oh, really? And then got T-boned like two weeks after. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's hard to pay attention to the road whenever you see a fucking popcorn machine. Yeah. <laughs> There's like an inflatable tube guy just on the roof doing stuff. You're like, why is that? Uh, Wacky inflatable uh, flying tube, man. That's your favorite guy. Yeah. We thought best. about getting one of those out front here. You like, absolutely should. Yeah, like I refuse to come back until I see one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one at the door greeting me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Life's been pretty good to you, but... Is there any axes you'll have to grind once? I'm just going to assume that yeah. fa- you're, you're going to be famous, right? I mean, you're getting that, there that, that's that the you're going to be. That's the plan. With a very, very soon. That, so that, that clip is exists there any- forever at the very least. Yeah. So that, that's a part of. That's yeah, still going. Thing. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's still yeah. going. So is there any like part of you that just wants to stick that right up somebody's ass when oh, you after about. it happens? I think I already have, <laughs> you know, just, I, I think be, because of talking about the hello, but, but I think just all of the time, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about uh-huh. these bookers not wanting to take a chance on me and, you know, not, not, not to get like petty and all incel on people, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, women being uncomfortable dating a guy with a disability, uh-huh. like, like kind of saying that, like. Oh, everyone is pretty okay with this, and mm-hmm. this is a huge story, and we love this guy. I think that's enough to kind of. I, I think I've, I've proved a lot of people wrong already, and 
Well, obviously, that's an awesome way to look at it. It's just yeah. making it is the biggest fuck you of all. Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, because, I would be because to dirtier what, tactics. But. You know, <laughs> what, 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 what I, can tell, Jesus. I, I, I can tell you just personally, and I don't know if this is the healthiest thing in the world, uh-huh. but I am so fueled by spite Oh yeah. yeah. as far mm. as getting stuff done. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I'm not going to sabotage you, but I'm going to work so hard that you look like an idiot. For what oh, you did to I me like before, that. yeah. So That's a very good tactic from my experience. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because because I think if everyone was just like kind of just gives you opportunities, let you do like I know who sure. I am. I probably would have been lazy. Mm-hmm. You know, if everyone just would have handed me anything I wanted, I would not have worked as hard as I did to get this. And you feel I, like you had to be extra funny. Absolutely. Yeah, I do too. I I because I, I have to be. Because again, everyone looks at me at in the first glance. They're like, "This is going to be a novelty, or this is going to be some sappy. Yeah. It's going to be puns. Yeah. It's going to be <laughs> <laughs> like because nothing drives me like crazier. Like then you'll see like a comic in a wheelchair, and he's like, "I'm a sit down comedian. Yeah. Like, like, quit pandering to these idiots. <laughs> like, quit, you're, you're not supposed to make able-bodied people feel better. <laughs> you know, like just be yourself. Uh, but but I do I do I have to prove that I'm actually funny." I, I, I won't be able to do this anymore just because people are going to know me now. Mm-hmm. But what I love to do in my acts, I'll spend 10, 15 minutes and not mention my arms at all. Oh, yeah, I've seen you do Because it. I want to prove that I'm funny. And plus, I get to build a lot of tension to that big moment of when I finally acknowledge <laughs> mm-hmm. it. They're like, oh, God, good, he knows. <laughs> I didn't know if he knew. I didn't know if he knew. He didn't. We should have told him. <laughs> so, so now, though, you're going to have all your fans at shows. Will you treat that any differently? So, like, instead of being on yeah. somebody else's show, like now people are going to be like coming I, strictly for you. I'm going to have to. I, I it's it's That's cool. Weird. By the way, it's oh, very fucking. Oh, cool. it, it, it's a very cool. Like, like even just for these shows that I'm doing. Like, obviously, I'm featuring for Brian Callen, who uh-huh. is amazing, and I, I should be featuring for him. He's fantastic. But the amount of people I know, there's going to be people there on purpose. Because they saw AGT. Hell yeah, yeah man. Be, be, before like what my my philosophy like. Usually, when people would see me at a show, I was a happy accident <laughs> that they, they happened to enjoy. They loved me, yeah. but they did not know I was going to be there. Yep. Now they're going to be there on purpose. It's a different kind of pressure because now you have to entertain people who want to see you. Because if they're if they're there on accident, if they don't like yeah. you, whatever, they didn't pay to see you anyway. So who cares? <laughs> Same thing on social media, right? Well, yeah, those so. people though, those people that come right for you, they're gonna be ready to rock with you, man. They're gonna be ready yeah. to do whatever. Like th- I think that's something I've been very lucky uh, to be a part of. I started doing stand up comedy strictly because my Twitter following, right? So I didn't do stand up comedy. I did Twitter, and then I did a stand up show just to see how bad it would either go or how good it would go. But those people that are coming just to see you, like, I, because I got a chance to go watch a lot of other people work in Morty's and Healy and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm watching these people work for people that aren't their crowd. I'm like, God, that has to be so fucking hard right there. But then whenever you got people that are there for you, they're ready to. Those people are just ready to party with you for a night. You know what I mean? Which is awesome. But uh, I'm glad it went the way that it did for me. Yeah. Because it also makes you battle tested. Mm-hmm. You know, there there is something to be said that. about like. The, one of my favorite things and what I'm most proud of is anytime I'll go to a room where everyone's struggling and then I turn the room around. Mm-hmm. because you, And you learn to do that because these crowds now are going to be happy to see me because they, they, they love me already. Yep. But getting to turn a crowd that has no reason to like you <laughs> at all, that they, they don't care if you Good die feeling. tomorrow. Who cares? <laughs> you know, they didn't know you before they got there. Who gives? But... To be able to turn those around, like it make it makes you that that's how that's when I first started to feel that I was actually really good at this job, when I could make strangers who are in a bad mood 
not in a bad mood anymore. It's awesome, right? And so, so now it's going to be a different kind yeah. of reward. Now you're going to, I think you'll like it a yeah. lot more because yeah. th this is my prize. They're going to be part, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for doing 13 I mean, years. Yeah, of, uh, it's great to this. develop those those skills and going through the gladiator school and all that. But now that you get to really just for your fans, it's cool, uh, man. It's going to be such a eye opener. I think for you, you're going to love. You know what I mean? And with your social media, too, because now they're going to be paying attention. Wait, what's going on with Ryan today or whatever? So are you prepared for – and by the way, social media handles are at Cripple Threat 8. Cripple Threat 8. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I feel really bad. I got a little funny anecdote. Um, the guy who uh, owns Cripple Threat – on Instagram, messaged mm -hmm. me <laughs> the other it? day. No, no, he was basically like, um, "Good, uh, I like your screen name, bro. Um, I'll be sending everyone your way." <laughs> I guess he got like just a ton of messages because there oh, was the influx, yeah. and I felt so bad. Have you thought about because it's still early in the build of your following to making that a little easier to find? Um, well, I would have just done Cripple Threat had it ever been <laughs> yeah, available. Yeah. yeah. Um, at this point, I think it's. Leave it. I, I have jokes about it, you know, yeah. like oh, there was seven cripple threats before you. Like, <laughs> yeah, it works. It works like the Pope. <laughs> you know, like one dies, a new one. You can tell they've named a new cripple threat because white smoke will start billowing out of the top of the Shriners Hospital. It's very, <laughs> it's very classic. Uh, uh, at, at this point, it's become such a bit for me, like in uh -huh. my head, okay. that I'm, I'm keeping it. It's just that's what it's going to be. Yeah, it's it's my thing for everything. It's yeah. my it's my gamer tag. It's <laughs> everything I right. do okay. is, is that. Oh, awesome. So, how much were you were you on Twitter and Instagram before? Um, I tried to be on it as much as I could. Um, as you can probably attest before you started to get anything going, uh, it, it's hard to keep grinding that when you will come up with a great joke and two people like it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like as of Monday, if I did a tweet that did really well, it got like 10 likes. Right. And I was like, oh, I killed that one. <laughs> 10 people. Now I can just like show a picture of a tree. Yeah. <laughs> and at least 200 people can be like, cool tree, bro. <laughs> so so it, it, I didn't do the social media as much as I probably should have. I, tr I tried my best. Uh -huh. But it's... Sometimes hard when you're not getting that. Yeah, uh, but now you feedback. Perfect time yeah. to start. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect now it's now, now it's fun now. If you need any, <laughs> if you need any tips, we got the the grandmaster yes, over here. No, I I feel like I have a good time on the internet though. I have a good time. I honestly, you figured it out way before a lot of people. I have yeah. I have so much respect for the the road warrior grind in the comedy world because of all that stuff. For me, I just tweeted dumb stuff and people just started catching on to it. it but there is years there where you got nothing happening. <laughs> like I was I was answering every single person that tweeted me for like the first two years I had Twitter. Yep. Yeah. Every single human that that tweeted me, I'd answer them. I'd respond with a picture. I kept at it, and I was like, I think this is going to do something someday and if not i mean this pacifies my add pretty bad right. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. great yeah that's been one of the hardest things the last couple days is i always prided myself yeah because i i had a a very small but loyal following of the yep. people that did care about me and i prided myself on like i want to be appreciative that yep. you don't have to like me there's no there's nothing that requires no one owes me a damn thing as yeah. far as being my fan or or wanting to see me or like what i do so i always wanted to Respond to every message. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It really means a lot. And I've just gotten so many, and I'm doing my best. Because <laughs> you <know? laughs> you're appreciative of them. Oh, absolutely. Because I like AGT is huge, but people could have hated it just as much as they loved it. You know, yeah. like nobody has to like you. You're, you're, and I want to make sure that people, I, 
thank you right. <laughs> for yeah. liking me. Your original following, whenever you start growing, they're going to get a little bitter with you. Uh, it, it, it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it happened to me. I felt so terrible. I would get a tweet, and I couldn't, like, I was like, oh, I could respond to this, but then literally there's, like, 200 more that I have to respond to. I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm going to yeah. take a piss, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got something I got to do. And then they start thinking you change, but really, it's it, the internet is mostly a good thing. Like, there's some bad shit, obviously. Sure. But your internet relationship with your fans is so important, I think. It's so cool, too, to be able to just be in touch with you. Like, I've followed you here the last couple of days now, and I've fucking, I've enjoyed it already. I'm excited uh, to see my, my mom and sister were a big fan of that, by the way. They they love you. Oh, I know. Oh, <laughs> I tell love them I you. said what's up. I will. Your mom's famous. I saw her on TV. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you should be lucky to follow her, quite frankly. <laughs> I agree. I was talking to this Crackle Barrel. Uh, <laughs> Hey, where'd the confidence come from? Because you've got to have a boatload of it coming 13 years in comedy and, you know, striking out some nights, other nights, good nights. Um, just comedy is what I love more than anything in the world. Um, I, 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 I'm really strange. I'm, I'm super confident when it comes to performing and the stage because I knew I was good at it. I am not that confident in my normal life. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think that like being on really? stage and yeah, I'm really not. I've, uh, I'm confident with some things, but not, not to get. I'll, I'll get. I'll get a little. Yeah. Like real on it. Having a handicap is not fun. Yeah. You know, it's not a fun time, uh, because you're you're expected to be strong, all the time, for everybody. Like yeah. Like you're not allowed to be a sad cripple. <laughs> you know, like that's not. But but there's things that bother me. You know, like a lot of my act, and that's kind of how I've dealt with it, and kind of did my therapy through it. It sucks going to the grocery store and not being you know, left alone, yeah. having kids stare at you right. for existing, having women be afraid to be seen in public with you because what are people going to think that you're with right. that guy? You know, like that stuff's hard. But it's, it's real. Not, yeah. You know, it's not easy. Yeah. And that that's why I've always loved comedy. Like being on stage, I get to control that narrative. You uh-huh. know, I, I get to it's be your world. I, yeah. I get to be a superhero. People are going to listen to what I say and you're going to treat me the way I want. And I've, I've over the years, I've had some trouble translating that to real life. I've gotten better at it. Um, it's it's still tough though, you know. Like it's not. So you mean like outside of performing, your tendency would be just to hang out alone. It's or, easier. Or, or just hang out with my buddies at you know just yeah. hang out at the apartment. You know, I'm, I'm right. also I'm not a drinker. I don't do a lot of that anyway. Yeah. So a lot of those things I don't. But like yeah, I'd rather stay home and play video games with my friends a lot of times right. than go deal with people looking at me at a Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> you know, like you You're know, winning by the way with the friends video games things than the Buffalo Wild Wings situation. <laughs> in all fair, yeah, I do I do love B dubs a lot. I don't want to badmouth them. It's the people that are there, not the actual establishment. Are you thinking that but it's they gonna have transition now though to people staring at you like, oh that's the guy that was on America's Got Talent? I hope so. That's that's a much better feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that people are <laughs> right. you know, like I said, I got recognized at a cracker barrel. That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice today that they did that. Um, you know, but there's still a trick to it, you know? Like, it's still, I'm going to have kids that are still going to be like, they don't care that you were on television. You're just a weird-looking dude to them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And hey. I, still, I still have to have girls say yes if I ask them out. You know, there's yeah, still right. things like that mm-hmm. that are going to go along with it. Hey, but. real quick. To hell with those kids, honestly. <laughs> All of them, but those ones are <laughs> <Yeah>. the <laughs> <laughs> And now, not that it wasn't before, but I think you should very much view yourself as a catch, man. Like, if, if a girl gets to date you, they are hitting the fucking lottery. I think that is honestly how you should feel, because I think these next 10 years for you are about to be yeah. such a fucking awesome, t- fun run. Because the, the loyalty fans that you're about to be... John Dornbos does theaters 
everywhere. Yeah. Like any night of the week he wants to do a theater, he does a theater because of America's Got Talent and Ellen. I think you're, the next 10 years are about to be a fucking well, rush time. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I'm... Uh, I'm 90% focused on like that. That's where my brain is right yeah, now is how much be. fun that's going to be. The other stuff will figure itself out if it figures itself out. Um, but I've worked really hard for this. And so I'm going to, I'm definitely going to take advantage of it. Yeah. Anything have, else aside, have <laughs> agents reached out yet or call or like Netflix, if they reached out yet, or um, anything like that. Not yet. Um, I'm sure they're aware. Yeah. Um, it, it's one of those things that uh, not to get too inside on it, but like I couldn't sign with an agent right now anyway. Got it. Um, so I and I think they know that. Mm-hmm. So they don't re- like no one's really hitting me up to be like, yeah. How long? Know, how long is season? that? Um, it, it's basically through the run of the show, you know. Huh. Yeah. Be- because they, they just basically want to make sure that you're not. Hold on. So you can go and do comedy clubs. Yes. But you can't sign an agent to help you do bigger comedy clubs. <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. It's a tampering yeah. period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very similar to that. Like, there's just things there. Worth um, it, though. One good thing about AGT yeah, is it has a following, yeah. and they are loyal to the people yeah. that do well and, on that show. And why I love this, because I know, like, some comics, and they're usually just bitter, uh, but, you know, a lot of people kind of look at this, like, some people think, like, AGT is kind of like, oh, it's so corny, and it's for sure, middle America, yeah. and it's so sappy. But, like, real people who are, spend real money. Mm-hmm. Watch that show a lot. Yes. You know, like, like I don't want to belittle anyone. Like, if I get a Netflix special, that's amazing. But more than likely, anyone who's going to watch my Netflix special already likes comedy. They're probably going to comedy clubs anyway. Mm-hmm. America's Got Talent. People who have never stepped foot in a comedy club in their life are now going to go to a comedy club mm-hmm. to see me. Like, you open up such a huge, bigger market yeah, instead of just comedy nerds. Yeah, real human beings yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that exist are gonna want to see you do this. So, like, it's such a huge opportunity. And America's Got Talent's the it's the most successful of this format. Oh yeah, yeah, easily. It's the best show. You know, it's yeah. it's the best show. It's, 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 so a, it's good. a variety show. Like, it's yeah. it's so much fun to watch. That was the word I was looking. I said yeah. talent show earlier, but the, the, it's a variety show. But yeah. WWE. And yeah, like it's like okay. I'll tell you, one of the coolest things so far about doing the show. Is getting to watch neat stuff happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't get to watch jugglers and acrobats casually in my life. <laughs> you know, I don't have time when I'm on the road to watch. Yeah. You know, watch a dude saw his wife in half or whatever. <laughs> that act before you, where the guy was blindfolded, they put salt on, salt on his eyes, oh. and they blindfolded him, and then put a hood on, and then he walked around with a sledgehammer, smashing coconuts that were lined up all around his giant friend. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the craziest, yeah. most cool thing I've ever seen in my life. How do you do it? I, I need no to know. Idea. I know I saw it. I was no, like, yeah. how do you do it? Practice. That's one yeah. like, yeah, how do you how practice. do you practice that? How practice, do you come up bro. with that idea where it's yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna blind myself and smash salt coconuts. Just a little detail. <laughs> putting salt Half a pound of salt in the uh, I, They were there at the same time that I taped, so like I, I got to meet like my whole question the entire time was just why the salt? <laughs> <laughs> the other stuff I sort of understood because like danger acts are supposed to be dangerous, but it's like why the salt? <laughs> that seems so unnecessary to this whole situation. Hey, you're out on tour. Do you ever stop at a Chinese restaurant? I, I have. Okay. I, d- I dabble. Okay, I'm going. I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> All right. We've we've been talking a lot about on this wait. show. We're fans of Chinese. Yeah, we are big fans. Okay, you're yeah. you're in a very safe place with the <laughs> safe space with the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Where are you at with fortune cookies? I, they're like taste or just as the concept? Mean, just, just concept. Uh, the whole thing. Um, I, I think they're fun. You eat them? It's, yeah. The whole thing? Uh, yeah. 
The, the, and the reason I do this, this, a lot of that kind of stuff comes from being a poor trailer park kid. No, no, no. The, the whole thing. <laughs> the, uh, including for, the fortune the and all. Oh, you don't eat the fortune. Ah, oh, thank you. This way inside. Yeah. Hold on. See the young man behind the booth there? Yeah, right there. Have you ever had one of those fortunes you read in your fortune cookie come true? Yeah, he just fucking took over the world. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? What's the question? Are you watching about? Tuesday? Bro, just open the internet right now. <laughs> You know, you know you're eating paper, right? Like that's <laughs> fucking toxic Asian paper. What are you doing? He literally, if he thinks it's a good fortune, he yep, wants it to come true. true. Puts it in his mouth, chases it with the cookie, crumples it all up together, swallows it. See, now you could be on America's Got Talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the Gorms. I know where you're going with this, though. Where am I going? Oh, didn't you hear about the guy? In, oh, in North Carolina with his granddaughter. Uh, I don't know. He yeah. took the numbers from the fortune cookie. Played the Powerball. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sir. Yeah, he didn't the, eat them. $333 million bucks or something like that. With yeah. the numbers that were in his fortune. Yeah, yeah, like you the, don't the know fortune that. <laughs> you don't know he didn't eat it. <laughs> yeah, I do, because it's paper. <laughs> People don't eat paper. <laughs> he didn't eat his Powerball ticket either. <laughs> he just won money. What if he yeah. did? What if he just loves eating paper and he won, but he ate the uh, ticket? I got to shit that out. I, I gotta... <laughs> Dolores, get the plunger. <laughs> <laughs> You're incredible, uh, man. Yeah, dude. Thank you. I'm so happy for you. you. I swear to God. And only you ever, what, 10 years probably now? Yeah, yeah. Um, you were very nice to me when I was starting. It wasn't funny. You had no reason to be yeah, nice yeah, to me. Yeah, you were, you were so bad. Have <laughs> you so seen him recently? He's, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> He'll do in a pinch. <laughs> hey, he did a set. Uh, if you need an opener. <laughs> yeah, I'll be open for you. There was like, uh, what was it, like five months ago, we did this weight loss challenge. I think it was a four months ago, five oh. months. And there was a plumping month. So everybody was trying to gain as much weight because there was a weight loss challenge the uh -huh. next month. So trying to put on as much weight as possible to the point where Todd had kidney failure. <laughs> <laughs> and he did a stand-up show. He, yeah. yeah, he gave himself literally pre-diabetic because of this plumping. He put on like 35 pounds. So then it's all that paper he was eating. <laughs> he does a stand-up show though, and he can't. He's so overweight. He like he was so out of shape. He yeah. pulled a hamstring and joked one, <laughs> yes. and he almost puked on the stage from t uh, being so fatigued. Like 25 minutes Breathing in. It. <sighs> <laughs> and trying to tell my jokes, but there's people that have, that only saw that show from Todd, and that's literally all they think about. <laughs> this is Todd's stand-up comedy. Yeah, you, you occasionally get like, "Are you all right?" <laughs> Tweets <laughs> like, Dude, "We're worried about. It. We saw you a couple months ago. Are you almost you one still on, with us? Almost went on IR after telling a high school joke about your kid. <laughs> a wild scene, dude. This is rough, dude. But yeah, you were always the cool because you were already like. One of the funniest guys in our city, in Indianapolis, when I started. You were one of the guys, right? There's a mm -hmm. few. And uh, so I always looked up to you, and I was always appreciative to be on shows with you. And uh, I just was so fucking happy that I bawled my eyes out watching how good you did Tuesday. This is a really cool thing, and people need to know, couldn't happen to a better dude. No one is more deserving of that fucking eight minutes that you had Tuesday night. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. One of, one of the the most important and most meaningful things about all this, obviously, having the support of anybody is great. But it's been constant support from comics, Good. you know, comedians I've worked with, people I respect that are. I, it was important to me that if I ever got a break, that no comic would be mad at me yeah. for getting it. <laughs> you know, they, they, they wouldn't be like, this guy? <laughs> you know, like that. So, who, so, who? Anybody cool? 
Um, well, well, Brad Williams is a great friend of mine. Um, I love Brad Williams. Yeah, he, he's the best. He's the absolute best. He he texted me. He was one of the first people that texted me nice. as it aired. He's so um, funny. Some of the um, the AGT alums, uh, Taylor Williamson, who was runner oh, up, yeah. I think, on season eight. Um, he he was the one that kind of I, I owe a huge debt of gratitude to him uh, because he he actually got me originally in touch with America's Got Talent. Oh, awesome. J- just out of the kindness of his heart. Yeah, uh, it was a very sweet move. Uh, Samuel J. Comro, who was a finalist last year, he was he's been very supportive on this whole thing. He's been a great person to reach out of just when I'm freaking out, yeah. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> he knows the process. He uh-huh. went through it just last year. Um, yeah, so so it's just been great. Like road dogs, you know, Mike Merrifield. Yeah, yeah, you know, just pe- people like that that are, that have done the same sleeping in their car uh-huh. and grinding for you know thirteen years to hope that maybe someone will give a damn. Yeah, you know, and so having those people be like, you know, good for you, buddy. Well, because <laughs> those guys probably normally hate the comedians that get the push on them. Yes. So having them saying, "Hey, great stuff," and being happy for you, that's like a that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I I did not cut any corners. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I probably took the most scenic route I could <laughs> for this change. Well, you're not so. just I don't want you to be stuck in that box where you're just an inspiration to people with disabilities because you're also an inspiration to people who don't come up with much. You know, in life, yeah. people that come from the poor side of things and people that just put in hard work and make things happen for themselves without the help of others being fortunate, to, you know, to have that. Yeah. So if, you if the disability just... wasn't enough, growing up in a trailer was also yeah. <laughs> a nice little bonus. <laughs> to have. So, I, man, I'm glad it's happening to you. We're going to see great things from you. I hope that you win a million dollars. I do, too. And I, I do, too. Uh, yeah, don't vote. Don't. Yeah. 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 Everybody should form an army right now. The yeah. club, the club nub club army. Nub. Yeah, yeah, club nub is Hashtag what it is. Hashtag <laughs> club nub. That's two B's. Two B's at <laughs> the end of nub. If you don't know how to spell it, it should be club nub eight. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, the guy who owns club nub eight then will get all mad at me. <laughs> club nub with one B guy was like, Please. Yeah, he's like, come on. <laughs> Tell them about your extra B, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Form the Club Nub Army now. So make sure that you're hashtagging that when you're referring to Ryan. Follow him on all his social media. Go see him at Helium Comedy Club this weekend or whenever he's uh, at a club or a room near you. Yeah, my website's cripplethreat.com, so I'll have all my dates on there. Sweet. Um, I always keep the schedule on my uh, my Facebook fan page as well, which is cripplethreat8. I always have my updated calendar on there for where I'm going to be. And... uh, this also it sounds stupid, but it also helps if you want me to go to a city that you're at. Yeah, tell me, <laughs> and I'll try to make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Like this is all kind of new that people actually want me to be places. <laughs> so tell me where to go, and I'll try to go there. I like going places. Yeah, you're going to be overwhelmed. You're going to get every opportunity. It's going to be awesome. You're going to be everywhere. It's going to be like drinking from a fire hose, cuz he... <laughs> oh, finally. That's what, that's what Matt Patricia said about being a head coach. Mm-hmm. I think for you it's going to really happen. Yeah. It's going to be a fucking... A pick Someone's going to actually take a fire hose to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just to see how it goes. America's got talent. I was like, that's, my, that's my new talent. <laughs> Why the salt? <laughs> Why the fire hose? He was telling jokes. The fire hose was not necessary. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thank you guys I for love you so much. Very really happy. Appreciate it. Ryan Nemo, everybody. Yo! If you're watching on YouTube, this is it for you. I'm glad you got to hang out with Ryan and all of us. Uh, but uh, since you're not allowed to listen to copyrighted music, you're out. It's time for Friday Bangers. Are you staying for Friday Bangers? I'll hang out. Yeah, I, I got nothing going on to the It's show. the end of the week. 
Y'all already know what that means. Right. Whether you want to chill pregame and get hammered, this, this right Sam, here, right. we call this the Friday Bangers. This guy bangers. in that Atlanta. Uncle Sam is his name. It's the Friday Bangers. Two Fs. <laughs> you got to add those extra letters. That's what you got to do. It's important. All right, let's get into it. Uh, first one up, Ty Schmidt, who actually went to go see this guy perform oh, yeah. live okay, let's oh, go. this week. What have you done for me lately since yeah, Ty? exactly. Rob Thomas, the Matchbox 20. Tell you what, Bob Thomas is still 47, can still crew with the best of them. It was an, a fucking incredible concert. I love Matchbox 20. Yeah. And he played, like, if my heart could write songs. <laughs> <laughs> this is it right here. That was the crowd. Ah. Uh, Yikes. But uh, <laughs> pretty eclectic bunch in there. Just say that. Well, I asked him too. He, he's like, I'm going to see Rob Thomas. I was like, oh, is he going to play like Matchbox or does he have like, new stuff he's going to play? I had no idea. He played a lot of Matchbox 20 as cuts and uh, played smooth as well. Oh. Yeah, incredible. He has a couple, like two or three solo albums. He, yeah, he does. Really he does. Did he move the needle? People were there? Yeah. Good for a him. A lot of dude. people there. A lot of people there. I saw them at uh, Matchbox 20 and Goo Dolls uh, a couple years ago. Oh, my God. Was, oh. Iris and Matt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? We saw Goo Goo, and it was not a great concert. Yeah. Well, they, they were great well, when I saw them. it would have been yeah. better if Nick wasn't making out with some monster <laughs> right over my shoulder the whole fucking concert. <laughs> oh, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> what, uh, what happened out here? I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone was making out too, by the way, Todd, except for you. So this might be, just be your jealousy rubbing off here. <laughs> Maybe. Couldn't hear the concert over my jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Billy. You, weren't you guys throwing stuff? There no. was, he no. was making videos. Weren't you making videos? You were. Yeah, he, he was, was jealous. He was ripping cigs out back. <laughs> <laughs> everyone was making out, and Todd was pissed off. I went down in the grass and started making out with somebody. <laughs> And then I turned around and her boyfriend was right there. And I was like, yeah, I'm leaving. Yeah, it was a bad show for some reason. But Billy sent one in. I watched along from back home and I was so impressed with how you guys were operating out there, honestly. Just in the VIP, right? Weren't you in the VIP? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, you guys were big time. <laughs> What's the nest all the way in The there? fucking goo goo dolls. Yeah, yeah VIP. That's the, that's the only way to watch goo goo. <laughs> from the champagne room. Yeah. Is this Billy? Billy. With Dexy's Midnight wow. Runners. Oh, what? A, oh, yeah. I feel like I've asked 20 times if this song was on fucking. Uh, are you mad at Billy now? No, I'm mad at Nick. <laughs> You've never asked about this. About Dexy's Midnight Runners? Oh, no, this is coming right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I ask, what do I always ask? The outfield. I always ask about yeah. the outfield. The outfield is on there. Did, did he send you a song? He couldn't think of it. We uh, put him on the spot. Uh, I'm hoping to think of one during the course of this. I was ill prepared. No one let me know. That's Todd. That's all me. Bad friend. Bad host. Bad friend. <laughs> You'll be the first one I replace after I get famous. Just immediate. Gone. If you think of one, text it to me and I'll text it to me. Well, he said he, he really liked sad songs and he didn't he didn't want to bring everyone's mood exactly. down. Well, he said that's okay because like we just had a big discussion about Mike Posner who writes. Terribly sad. Very very sad. A little breathy. Little breathy. Please don't step on Eileen here. Sorry about that. Sorry, Eileen. Eileen's my gal. Her and I rocked in high school. Back when I was in high school, this was it. Billy scratching for me, huh? Here we go, boys. Everybody. Come on. Come on, Ali. Oh, I swear I'm going to be. 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 I'm
Yeah, you can't sing that without marbles in your mouth. Zito Zito came back this week with one. Oh, Zitsky. Gotta go back to your roots sometimes, you know? Ben E. King will stand by me. Ben E. King, either or. Great song. Good song here, Z. Thank you. Just feel it. When the night has come And the land is dark and the moon oh, dude, going in. I had it, I said, Damn. Night we'll see. Oh, I no, thought it was coming too. Be, be honest, I thought it was coming too. Oh, Rhino, sing along, coming up quick. Be, be ready. Stand by me. Stand by me. Stand by me. That's nice. Jesus. That we look upon. Two offsides. There's been a lot of people. To tumble and fall. the mountain. I don't know. What's that? I don't know. Whitney Houston was ghost. It's a big hand dancing song. Was it in Stand By Me? It was in Stand By Me, yes. Did you say hand dancing? It's very <laughs> offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? That was Zito in the back. He's just terrible guy. Just in Spanish. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, you're all hate crime in here, man. <laughs> we'll kick him out of here if you want. Thanks. I appreciate that. I'm out. Yeah, out of the building and leave him homeless. <laughs> Dreams. Zito actually wanted to play No Hands by Walter Flock. Oh, whoa, no. whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Alright, switch it up. I'm going to get something new to the list here. Black Keys have a new song. A couple new songs. And this is Eagle Birth by Black Keys. Uh, Gorman's band? Gorman's is a big Birds of Prey guy. Yeah. yeah. I like him. I haven't heard the new keys. Do you know he just takes pictures all day of birds? What he's not here? That makes sense. Oh, ornithological. I got some if you want to see him. Not really. No. A couple Red Hawks. Today. Big birds prank, guys. Wait, were you, yeah. were you black crows or black keys? Counting? Crows? Long oh, December. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't that one. I wasn't this one. Or was it the other one? I do love these guys with goddamn every single one of their songs. Sounds exactly the same. Yeah, that's why I like it. It's hard not to, right? If you have success and it's like, all right, we got to make about 10 more of those same exact songs. <laughs> They're the crack I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what you're getting. Beat me to it. Fucking do it, coming. Speaking of Mike Posner, Diggs with a Mike Posner pick. Oh, oh wait, wait for it. And Big Sean. Detroit. And? I think it's just those two. Thank you. The nature now, as I see more money, it's more problems. Every time I look around, they say I'm not alone. Fill your lungs. I lost it. But you're never gonna, ever gonna, ever gonna bring me down. Down. 
Bring me down. I don't, I don't hate this. I like this a lot. I like this. Bring me down. It's an old Bring song. I like, I like songs that sound like they could be wrestling theme songs. Well, that's nature boy at the beginning. I said, yeah. But even this part of it sounds like this is the old Best smoke, you mama. They love me from NY here back to Fresno. But they trying to bring your son like the West Coast. Steel instrumental on top of these instrumentals. I can say that we the same, but it's too hard to pretend to. You ain't been through what I've been through, bitch. Been through what I've been through. Man, I charge it to the game. It's cool. I got my incidentals. Bitch, I'm doing everything I plan to. I'm with a girl that's just too much for you to handle. My man's will squeeze the handle and put like you a on a man too. Respect the Gorms, you're up. All right, let's go. Block party time. Stevie Wonder. It reminds me of block parties as a kid growing up. Worms has been pushing a block party hard the last like two weeks. Trying. Plus. I didn't know they still existed. We got the room. They do. You can't do it on the radio. This is the last time we've been to a block you party. Stood back here in the grill. Oh. Last, last the homeless summer. people. <laughs> no, no. Meth for everybody. No, we're in the gates. We're oh, yeah, inside the gate. They'd have to watch. Yeah. Keep <laughs> Look at how much food we have. <laughs> throw, throw them a hot dog over the fence. <laughs> Put some extras in there. <laughs> like feeding the carp in the fucking pond. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, Meraldo said, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers have a higher ground, too. They covered it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if you knew that. Yeah, that's why I said it. Oh, no, I thought you said, I didn't know if you know or not. Just, the chili Peppers also have a song called Higher Ground. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to go, I think they got it from Steve. But... Why don't you sit one out? <laughs> I think you're crushing It's a good song choice. I don't listen to enough Stevie, I don't think. I don't think anybody listens <laughs> to you and your enough. fucking beard out of here. Does anybody listen to I don't think so. I would have forgotten all about this. Is he still alive? Uh, oh, God. Great question. Hey, wait that- for it. Oh. I don't think that's a yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Nick. Yep, yep. And then Foxy what kind of with Drake and that? Future. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween. Taliban. Taliban. Shout out to the Taliban. Yeah. Never understood. Woo! They just spent like two or three weeks out of the country. Them boys up to something. They just not just bluffing. You don't have to call, I hear my dance like Usher. Ooh. I just found my tip. Drake's not like careful. Play Thompson's gonna beat the piss out of him. <laughs> Someone's gonna beat the yeah. piss out of him. Did he put something on his Instagram story? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chicken finger, French fry for them hoes that wanna dance. Drake, another guy who pretends to be handicapped, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Grassy. Yeah. Old Jimmy. So, so not a big fan. <laughs> so, uh, so go Warriors. <laughs> See, that's a great AGT joke. I don't want Drake's fans to <laughs> bury you. Yeah. I, I made a Chris Brown joke on Twitter a few years ago, and it's the it's probably the best tweet I ever had as far as response. 
Yeah. <laughs> because Chris Brown fans were like, no! <laughs> <laughs> Not today! She was trying to join a team, I told her, wait. Chicken wings and fries, we don't go on dates. No boo, no boo, no boo, no boo, no boo, no boo. I just throw the private dinner in the lake. Trapping is a hobby, that's the way for me. Great pick, Foxy. Money coming fast, we never get a slip. I, I just had to buy your Great number safe. All right. How many was that for Stevie Wonder? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of rage on the show. It's <laughs> a little something for everybody. Great songs. Hey, thank you so much for hanging out this week. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. Uh, You're the best. You still live in India? I do, yeah. I, and I uh, intend on staying here as long as humanly possible. That's I know. The, uh, it's great, right? Like Indi- I love Indianapolis because it's a big city with stuff to do. But it still feels like a small town. Exactly. Like, like I, I had to deal with uh, traffic to do radio this morning. Traffic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it took me like an extra 10 minutes than it was. <laughs> during, so I was like, I can handle this. this and very, fun. very affordable. Oh, yes. absolutely. Very hey, affordable. we want to come swimming at your place when you get the big mansion, all right? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm not going to be using the pool. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll use it for you. Thanks for coming, man. Everybody get to know Ryan Neemiller. He's awesome. He deserves it, and you'll have a good-ass fucking time. We are out.